It is some kind of Thursday morning today. It's just, I'm just going to put that right there. You were in Atlanta. I was in Kentucky. We're talking about Kentucky and cars, volume over profit, one upping EVs in China, and emotional advertising. Here I go. The people really were not who I'm prepared for this, Paul. I think I'm prepared for emotional advertising. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like 6.30 this morning. My, my flight got in at like 12.30 last night. I was in bed probably like 1.30 a.m. 6.30 this morning. I'm going through stuff and like building show and stuff. And I play this ad and I'm like, someone's going to walk down and see me crying at the kitchen table and think I just had a rough day. It's just allergies. It's just allergies. allergies. He's waking up to allergies. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you what, look, for the poor people that don't get the, the like 30 second countdown intro, if you've never watched the pod live, you got to go check that out. Cause I don't know what it does. It does for me. It, it like puts me in this thing. I'm like, okay, the music the, okay, and the countdown. Here we go. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Out, like I see it, man. Uh, I guess all I can say is the auto industry is so alive and well. So good. And Man. and there's so many, I mean, there's so much change and there's all this talk about AI and pop culture and technology and what's going to happen and this and that. But I got to say, spending time with dealers and industry partners on the ground, like it's just business as usual. Yeah. Look, here's, it's business as, business is like, not just usual. I think it's really good. This is crazy. Last night, I hadn't told you this. Last night, I'm in the Atlanta airport hanging out in the non-TSA pre-check line because for some reason, Atlanta shuts that down it's at 9 o'clock. peasants. Oh, oh, I, yeah. oh, they do. That's right. And we always get let there me, right after it closes. Let me tell you about customer service, TSA. <laughs> the Atlanta's okay. extra we'll rough, get, too. Okay, but the people were right in front of me. We, you know, they were TSA pre-check. With the, you know, there was this little, like, everybody's kind of under their breath. Like, oh, we're here in the little like, thing I, where we got to take my shoes. Right? Yeah. And so... So they, so we're, we have a little thing going and they, the, this, uh, this couple or two, two business partners basically, uh, were like, Hey, so what, in, what do you do? What industry are you in? Um, and said automotive. And they were like, Oh man, it's been crazy the last few years, huh? And I was like, yeah, they're like wild industry. I was like, yeah, let me tell you about it. And even them, they kind of sense this, like they knew what's up in the auto industry. They were, to- I can't remember the end, but they were totally not even close to auto, but they there's enough knowledge out there in pop culture where they kind of knew like, oh, the inventory shortages have made it really profitable. It seems like it's been a fun industry huh, to be in. Like right, those were some yeah. of the comments. So, you know, if like someone totally random at the airport is given those type of comments, you know, inside the industry, it's like full on go. No doubt. No doubt. Um, well, you know, uh, we're going to be with a bunch of people. We'll just get this out of the way. Tampa, two weeks from yesterday or two days ago. So less than two weeks, we are premiering our TV docuseries pilot show called More Than Cars. The last couple yeah. of years at Tampa, we've had the family reunion, which has been amazing and packed and full of energy. We're moving that to the Tampa Theater this year. So we're going to have full theater vibes. People are going to dress up. We're going to have the red carpet. We're going to have the movie screen. We're going to have the concessions open. Um, so some swag. So we hope you can join us. You can go to, what was it? Pop it back on the screen. What is it? Or is it SotoX.com? SotoX.com. What, what do you do when you're there? Right there? Once you're on that site, click. Like, you just hit get tickets right there at the top. Oh, it's you at go, the top. Bam. We're so next good. screen has Tampa and let's go. Beautiful. Beautiful. So it's just easy. So yesterday, um, I, I got to spend the day with the K, at the Kane Friends Family and Friends Digital Success Workshop, and it's a three-day event. I was only able to go in for the one day, but let me tell right. you, this industry is so big that it's funny when I walk in a room and I'm like, oh, I recognize every industry partner. What's up? A lot of high fives, fist bumps, bang, bang. Yep, yep, and then yep. I don't recognize like 
hardly anyone else. I'm like, this is different. And they're all dealers. I'm like, I'm assuming everyone right. I don't. And like, as I meet people, I'm like, there are just so many more amazing dealers out there that I've never even heard of. And it always blows my mind. It's unbelievable. Back to the people last night, they were like, you know, uh, auto industry is tough because it gets a bad rap. And I was like, yeah, but I, let me tell you about some of the people oh. that I know. And they're like, wow, that's right. And they, the car so dealers? in a yes. room of just full of them, right? <laughs> just incredible people. Yes. Come on. Yeah, we're going to actually release a few uh, episodes of our In the Dirt podcast featuring some of these dealers that won kind of like best idea award. And two of the three were like very culture focused and just got me all excited yesterday. Um, and so... One one interesting Wait, thing that I want to bring up in the show. So uh, Jamie Butters, the editor of Automotive News, gave a little keynote. And we got to spend some time together, which was fantastic. We interviewed okay. him as well. But he was like, hey, here are the things that from my view, like from Detroit, that I think are going to be a thing that dealers, certain dealers should pay attention to. And he mentioned a few things like EVs and things like, you know, more of the generic stuff. But then he was like the UAW strike that could happen in the fall. He says, I think is a more serious situation than it's actually getting talked about. Really? And he said, if you're a domestic, right? If you are a domestic franchise, he goes, as hard as this is to say or think about, you might want to think about stocking up your inventory, overstocking on inventory so that you have. And I was like, got to get that word out. What? And and that's unbelievable. So, like about domestics it. who uh, right now, honestly, domestics have the highest uh, days days in uh, days supply, in stock, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Day supply. Sorry, days not days in stock, day supply. Um, but they they could be back at like ground zero potentially uh, if the strike happens, right? Not because and of the, parts if, and not because of pandemic, just but because, because labor stuff doesn't get worked. Yeah, out. he said he wow. basically kind of laid out how like the way the UAW's elections went, like it was just a complete complete mess. And now they got somebody in the seat just wow. in time for this bargaining thing. There's a lot of pressure on them to actually strike, right? Because of all the way the dynamics, a lot of employees are up in arms over it. Like it's a, it's a whole thing. And he was just like, you know, if the inventory is there, you might want to, you know, he's like not telling anybody what to Go do. Ahead, but he's like, I see notes. trouble. And he's got a pretty decent perspective from where he, he's sitting right there, right he, in the he's seat. He's in all the meetings and all the editorial yep. meetings and he lives in Detroit and he's just dialed in. So bringing that uh, to you today, um, just a little little piece of little insider information from David Kane. But I want to thank David for uh, inviting us and just letting us yeah, be there and so just nice. being like that. I couldn't be there, but the, the best host ever. He's just the best host ever. He is full on host. That's the, it is host is the word for sure. And and yep. just the whole event reflects usually the personality of the host. So very laid back, hospitable, kind. It was just like I'd be very proud if the outside world had a peek inside that event. I'd be very oh, proud of proud of the yeah. industry I work in. Uh, speaking of the industry we work in, okay, segue. That's a cheap segue, but we needed it. Well, and we, we kind of missed the opportunity on the volume, uh, on the yes. volume. Yeah, oh, you had it there. And yeah, then it left that's and, you know. Uh, so. I didn't miss that one. Uh, yesterday, Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced the company's strategy to prioritize higher volume production, even at the expense of short-term profits. Uh, the decision follows their missed first quarter expectations uh, for total gross margin, but uh, Musk still believes Tesla's vehicle will generate significant profit uh, through their uh, commitment to autonomy in the long run. So he's mm. like, we want to get the cars out there because when the when we figure out the autonomy piece, it's going to like be a, a scaling mechanism. So, okay. Uh, he reiterated they are still expected, expected to deliver their target 
a vehicle amount of 1.8 million vehicles this year, uh, which is 500,000 more than last year when they did 1.3. So it's still a big uh, step forward. He also announced that um, the much anticipated Cybertruck event is going to be late in Q3. They're calling it a handover event. They've had these before where like, you know, the first owners are there and they're like flipping their keys and they're like, look at these cats just getting their Cybertruck. Don't try to not break the window like the first one. I think they're going to skip that part. Um, And he also said, you know, they're going to update specs and pricing and introduce a four motor Cybertruck. So interesting. As opposed to the three motor one that was already like I need someone, maybe we'll do this. We should put this together, like the timeline of Cybertruck announcement. That's a long movie, man. That is a long movie. (laughs) You know, like you just timeline it into this thing, you know, because it's just continually pushed out, continually pushed out. Feels like they're getting closer. I think they need to because the legacy OEMs are really pushing the boundaries with trucks, especially with the F-150. The Cybertruck is kind of, truck ish right and so there's going to be a lot of energy around it for sure but um you know we'll see how that kind of impacts their q3 q4 profitability and volume um you know this is this is the play this is like oem 101 okay do we go higher margins lower lower volume higher volume lower margins and he's having to figure that out now for the first time ever because competitive matrix is getting a lot stronger, um, both in the U.S. and in Asia. Um, Speaking of so competitive they- matrix in Asia, Stop. get them, get them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about this last year. The Shanghai Auto Show getting started, but now it's in full swing. Automakers are literally one upping one another as they, you know, showcase their wide variety of futuristic vehicle features. It's pretty crazy. Listen to this. In-car karaoke. That's such an awesome idea, by the way. (laughs) Systems to like a crystal ball gear shifter selector thing. It's like this stuff is next level. First of all, I don't know why they couldn't have done any of this when it was a combustion engine, but they just just didn't. This is like an excuse and it's opened the minds of the creative technology. Exactly. Um, So, you know, all these international brands are very focused on this like creativity. Um, A a bunch of new brands I've never heard of. One is called Zeker, Z-E-E-K-R, a premium EV brand um, owned by Geely. They showcase the X model SUV, which has uh, massage seats. I mean, I know that exists in some cars already, like the Lincoln Navigator, you can get that. Um, Unity, a popular video game engine company. So here's the combination of like consumer tech and automotive coming together is partnering with uh, Lee, L-I, Lee Auto to transform... uh, uh, dashboard displays into 3D game-like interfaces, uh, giving a glimpse of the cockpit of the future. And um, one one French auto parts supplier, um, oh man, I'm going to get this name wrong. Well, Patrick Culler, it's Farusia. F- we'll call it that, F-A-U-R-E, Farusia, there. Farusia. Yeah, yeah, exactly like what that. I thought I would do with it. <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted that Chinese automakers have done away with buttons in favor of voice and movement activation. That frightens me. Um, but he does say the electronics in China is now more of a consumer-driven electronics, means uh, they're just looking for the wow effect. So yeah. a lot of familiar brands there, right? So new new entrants like Lee and Polestar, new vehicle, but VW, Nissan, Mini, Honda, Ford. Yep. Ford actually had a combustion <laughs> Ford Ranger there. Like... They were like, watch us. Check this you, out. You mean EV market is strong? 
we're going back to gas. Boom. <laughs> right. So so they had a ranger there. They're gonna now they, they did announce the ranger's gonna be manufactured and sold in China alongside uh, the F one fifty and the Bronco. So like you gotta see, go check out some of the pictures in the link in the article. There's just so much going on. I don't know how much yeah. of it is hype. You know what I mean? Like I well, kind of feels I mean, like the they, NFT craze a little bit. Well, there's been, yeah, it, oh, it apps, and it looks like the NFT craze. That's true. But, you know, th there's been plenty of people that have said, we're going to see 125, 150 new OEMs attempt to hit the market with a lot of PE and VC money. And then, then we're going to see like a massive shrinking over the next five years to like, you know, 10 to 12 that make it. Mm -hmm. And so there's just going to be a lot of experimentation, a lot of kind of like things that are out of the box. I, I, I think about it like, the fashion show, right? It's, it's, it's even more futuristic and more concept yeah. than what we typically get with auto shows, because there's just so much experimentation that happens when you have to start from the ground up, right? When you're, you're, when you're completely replatforming a car, you get the opportunity to go everything from the ground up now has the opportunity to change. You're no longer designing around an engine and a transmission yeah. and 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 wire wiring systems that are point. that are out. So you're the not designing around different. that stuff. Yeah. So you're designing around the creature comforts a lot more. You're designing around the body shape Ooh, um, because insight. the battery and the transmission is on the ground. And so you just get you just get like this wide open space for designers and coming right off the NFT craze, like you just said everybody's kind of like playing in design world. Right. I mean, what's actually going to have value. What's not going to have value. Exactly. You got to, you got to exactly. put out there. Yeah. It does feel like, you know, CES more than it does an auto show. It, it's a fun time. It, it really yeah. is like a fun time. This is going to be looked back in, you know, history is going to look back at this era and be like, well, that's where this, everyone kind of like took some yeah. shackles off and started thinking in a different way about, about the driving experience, which is fun. But thinking about experience. Stop. Segway. Three. Three and one. We did three and one show. This is this is cool because people ask us, Kyle, so much about marketing. They ask us so much about creative. And um, so we're talking about uh this story about what ads and what creative is working in the general consumer market. So following a 10-year decline, humor is back in advertising. Yeah, uh, as Kantar's Creative Effectiveness Awards highlights campaigns from KFC, Cadbury, and Starbucks as the most effective in 2022. And they're saying emotion, nostalgia, and storytelling are all key roles in engaging customers. Why use of humor experienced a total resurgence this year. You know, things like the pandemic, yes. the war in Ukraine, all the reasons that we have to feel like down, the advertisers, creatives coming to the rescue. Hey, Let's go. We we want we want it. We have to tell you about a product, but we can still contribute to your life in some way. This this campaign from Cadbury is voted the most effective campaign, and this is the one that had me tearing up. We're gonna roll it for you right now. So if you're just That's listening right. to the podcast, That's the right. scene. Number hold on, six. hold on, hold it one, one second. Gotta, gotta make sure the podcast audio only people understand what's going on. The scene is a gas station, and a man steps up to a glass window. You know where the the teller is behind the window, and you know. And uh, we'll tell you what happened at the end, but that's the scene. So it's walking in, it's nighttime, and the man is walking into the store with probably like a 22-year-old girl behind the glass. Go, Isaac, roll it. Hiya. Number six. One of those, please.
Love you, Dad. Oh! <laughs> There's a glass and a half in everyone. <laughs> I got him! <laughs> Teary, I look at him, he's wiping. I am too. I am too. So if you're just on the podcast, the guy oh. walks up. And the girl behind the glass looks like she's having a rough day. And he says, uh, number six, pump number six. And he said, I'll have one of those two. And he points at like one of the Cadbury chocolate bars behind and she picks it up. And while she's picking it up, he turns and walks away and she knocks on the glass and says, wait, you forgot this. And he looks at her and he smiles and then he turns and keeps walking to his car. And then she grabs the mic and she goes, I love you, dad. Uh, oh. Got him oh. all the way. Who wants to buy a Cadbury chocolate bar for their daughter in. today? I'm like, I'm going to buy one for every teller. Just, you know, just like maybe, maybe you're having daddy issues and you, Yo, just you can tell we haven't, like, we haven't had a lot of sleep because Kyle and I are both teary out of the podcast this morning. <laughs> oh, he was up with a baby last night. My flight got in after whatever, whatever. But look, this is the point. The automotive industry is more heart than anything else. It will always be Connected. more heart and more about Connected. people than it is about cars. So remember that as you walk into your showrooms and to serve other dealers today, you can do it too. 